0: The athletic. Qatar above, Final day at the World Cup, and Argentina and France produce the game of the century. The Albi Celeste say merci to Messi, but show none to France, who finish a mere fraction away in Doha. We salute both sides, hear about Saturday's third, fourth playoff, and round off a surprisingly terrific month of football in Qatar with a choice selection of other memories. It's all in this Totally at the World Cup.
1: Señoras y señores, si convierte Gonzalo Montiel, si convierte Gonzalo Argentina, si la campeón del mundo, va Montiel, va Gonzalo, va Montiel, ¡Gol!
2: Yes
0: indeed, it's Sunday December the 18th and Argentina are world champions after quite possibly the best World Cup final ever. Actually, I think it definitely was. Listen, I can only apologise for the state of my voice and my vocal cords have gone a bit but luckily here to do some talking for me we have Adrian Clark and Tim Spears and also on the way we've got uh, Julian Laurence and Martin Mazur And live from the Lusail Stadium, Daniel Storey will be joining us after this.
3: This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network and sponsored by Bet. You can get the latest football betting odds at LiveScoreBet.com. It's over 18s only. Please bet responsibly and be gambleaware.org. All
0: right then, Tim, Adrian, Daniel, going to go to you first. It's your first World Cup final. You picked a good one.
4: Yeah, the only way is down. Uh, everyone keeps telling me. Yeah, it was it was an astonishing day. Probably one of the best days of my life, I suppose. In that, when you grow up, you think about going to certain matches, and the World Cup is final is at the top of those. And I honestly believe it was the greatest World Cup final ever for, for what happened on the pitch. And um, yeah, with a with a remarkable ending. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about the game, but just the kind of significance of seeing. Lionel Messi dropped to his knees in the centre circle while five players surround him and hug him is something I won't forget. Mm. Pretty unique to
0: see a player with that kind of standing among his teammates. It was a game that kind of defied logic in, in, in so many occasions. The France back and then the way Argentina rallied as well.
5: Yeah, it was it was a crazy game, wasn't it? It was tactically Argentina dominated the first 70 minutes. Then, you know, fr- France came back into it from absolutely nowhere. Then then we saw utter carnage, really, towards the end of the game and into extra time and, and, and some um, amazing twists and turns. But to end up with the greatest player winning it in the greatest World Cup final ever, I think it just proves that, that you know, fairy tales can happen. And, and it was just a great day for the sport. I know that sounds cheesy, but I think I think it's an amazing day for football for for this to, this to unfold. Yeah, completely agree.
6: You, you said defied logic. I actually wrote, wrote down exactly the same thing. It just uh, it was um I, I was doing a bit of a summary of the tournament uh, yesterday for the Athletic and I kind of wrote that the one thing the tournament lacked really was like a proper humdinger. Mm-hmm. Take your pants off, classic, <laughs> and uh, and and this this was it. It, it. it was sort of like a film, really. it's So hard to contextualise it, particularly now. I mean, we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it for years. We will, but it was sort of it was sort of like a film with with the twists and the turns. You had the other the two main protagonists, you know, doing everything they could to win this game, Messi and Mbappe, and we just kind of watched open mouthed, really, not having a clue how it would finish. And then I think at the end of 120 minutes, the whole the office where we were watching it, just everyone just burst into applause at full time, which kind of just sums it up really.
0: Everyone in the stadium seemed to be in tears, apart from Lionel Messi, who just had this this smile of completion almost.
4: Yeah, he, he did. Um, I should say amid the a million and one things that happened in that game, including more happening in the final 90 seconds of extra time that happens in most Premier League games I watch. Um, the balls of the man to take that penalty and just hit it so slowly I mean the best way I can describe the game is that there were about seven times in the match where me and people around me were shouting calm down to players on the pitch and we were like 200 meters away and we were screaming at them and Messi managed in that moment under extraordinary pressure after Mbappe had scored his third penalty of the game to just tuck that in at slow-mo speed and there's no doubt, it's very easy to say in hindsight, but there's no doubt that that gave the rest of the Argentina players and Emmy Martinez this kind of lift of, okay, whatever happens, Messi hasn't missed a penalty in his final game. So now let's go and grab the ending that we want. And I also think in a, in a game of remarkably fine margins, arguably the biggest moment of the game was Argentina winning that toss up of the coin for penalty shootout, because that end of the stadium was extraordinarily noisy. Uh, when the French players were taking penalties, and it got to a couple of those French players, and that was the only difference between them. Daniel, Argentina's belief
0: seemed to be such a force through that game, but we should salute France as well for the way that they, out of nowhere, 80 minutes in after what Tim had pointed out was the worst first half ever by a team in a World Cup final, suddenly conjured an entirely different performance out of out of seemingly nothing.
4: I think during the second half, we were all kind of writing paragraphs that had question marks at the end, waiting for a Didier Deschamps press conference when we asked about the virus that has spread reportedly. And we know that certain players were affected by that this week. And it looked like a team who were very low on energy. But Deschamps' team, at their greatest moments, have been you know, the team of survivors, these kind of durability gods who whenever they look broken and beaten, they find a way to beat every opponent. Um, they have still not lost a, a major tournament knockout game in 90 minutes since 2014, which is remarkable. That would, That's Deschamps' first major tournament. So yeah, they, they, they were astonishing in that last half. And I have to say, again, it's very easy for me to say in hindsight, but I promise it's true. Having watched Netherlands against Argentina, there was definitely a sense that if France got one goal, then Argentina would sit deep, which is exactly what they did against Netherlands and exactly what they did here. The more surprising thing for me is that they were then able to kind of go again in in extra time. And I cannot remember seeing a period of extra time that was as good as any of the 45 or 90 minutes that had come before it. And that extra time was almost the best bit of the game, which is absolutely extraordinary, really, as a kind of visual contest.
5: It, It was a remarkable game. What about the save from Emi Martinez? That left leg will go down in in footballing history, certainly Ar- Argentinian football history, one-on-one, Colomiani. But he just he was never going to be beaten, was he? Emi e- 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 Martinez, just a quite brilliant moment, I thought.
4: The other thing to say on, on Martinez is there are some players who come into international football and look like they were born to do it. And he is definitely <laughs> one of those. He is fully prepared to play up to the crowd. He is fully prepared to kind of... Sh- his way through penalty <laughs> shootouts by rolling the ball one way when the ref tells him to roll it another. And, you know, you might not like those things, but these things matter. And, and Martinez, his first World Cup, stepped up and kind of took that pressure off the bigger players in that team and was named Golden Glove afterwards. And, you know, a, a kind of remarkable trio.
5: This is a guy, by the way, Daniel, that, that had six loan spells while he was at Arsenal. He was forever Made in the, the, agent. Third, the third choice. He played at Oxford. He played at Rotherham, he yeah. played at Reading, Sheffield Wednesday. He made it to the top of the hard way. So when I see him sort of with that showmanship at the end there and and, and just getting incredibly excited doing the little jig with his shoulders, I, you cannot <laughs> begrudge him it because this yeah. is a guy that's, yeah, he's done the hard yards. It was a bit David Brent that dance. It was it? though.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I was writing my piece that I've already filed now, uh, it occurs to me that it was a final that, that seemed to take almost the best bits of six or seven other finals. You kind of had the, the penalty drama of 94, you had the, the comeback of 86 or 54, you had the that Carlos Alberto-esque goal. It, it just it seemed, it kind of had the superstar talents on each team. It seemed to kind of almost take the best bits of other finals and, and kept it up at this relentless pace. And yeah, I'm not going to come down from the ceiling for another two or three days, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was a play, it was an honour to be here. I, I will also say, I know this has been a theme of this tournament, but I, I personally think it's a, a bit of a shame that this tournament got the great final. I have to say that. I think it where we will all be talking about football today, and that is appropriate for a period of time. But just kind of seeing the way like Messi had the robe put over him by one of the Qatari officials at the end, and it it did take a bit of gloss off for me. The football was spectacular. I'm a little bit sad that it happened at this tournament, I have to say.
0: Danny, you summed up the game very nicely there. Could you find similar words to describe this, what I believe is the final game of Leo Messi's international career?
4: Yeah, all the way through this tournament, um, all we've kind of been hearing about and therefore writing about is the kind of comparisons between Messi and Maradona that are inescapable because they are everywhere back home in Argentina and so they're everywhere here. And I think the greatest achievement of his international career is that he's kind of stood alone now. The, the comparisons are obvious and the, the reasons for those comparisons are equally obvious. But Messi dealt with all that pressure and dealt with all that expectation and carried a team after losing <laughs> their opening game to Saudi Arabia and kind of wrestled each of those moments towards himself. and. I think that means he, deserved, he deserves better than, now than the kind of slightly mawkish front pages which we all love of Maradona passing a ball to him or Maradona looking down from the sky. Like there are emotional reasons to believe in those things and there are, you know it's really enjoyable to do that as a fan of football but I think today he kind of went beyond that and we, he deserves to be his own man and yeah I love Leo Messi and I came here a month ago and I never really thought he would get an ending as perfect as this but it's not fate, you know, it's not, there's of sense that everything's fated. Like It's not fate, you have to do it yourself. And, and he did it in every single moment that was asked of him.
0: Mm. Including that crucial goal, or what looked like a crucial goal in, in extra time. Equally for a young man, still very much at the beginnings, we hope, of his career, Kylian Mbappe, who came within the narrowest of margins of winning a second World Cup already. How important was he? How much did he drag his team to the brink of the, of the World Championship. I like
4: think he's on four goals less than Miroslav closer now at the World Cup and Miroslav closer is the record World Cup goal scorer, and the, the guy's 23 years old so just yeah I mean astonishing. I think because quite a lot of Messi's and Mbappe's goals have been penalties there's sort of a sense of like sort of stat padding there or an accusation of that but like each of those penalties were extraordinarily difficult because of the pressure that was on those moments they were literally like kind of lose or win or do or die moments and just the coolness of both of them to just sort of roll their penalties past goalkeepers the volley for the second one is is extraordinary and i don't think there's a player including Messi at this tournament that when they get on a roll and they get kind of they sense a weakness in an opponent they are able to just flick the switch and completely exploit that weakness and that's what Mbappe did in the second half
6: yeah, I, th- I think we have to pay tribute not not only to him but also to to France's character because that game was over. It was it it really really felt like they had nothing to, to give. You know the-, the subs had changed things a-, a little bit and Deschamps was was reactive as he had to be. But if we didn't know about the illness that had gone through the squad beforehand, I think we'd all just be sitting there saying, "What's what's wrong with France?" And um, they just kind of haven't turned up today. And yeah, you mentioned earlier about the first half, no shots. 0.0 XG and no touches in the opposition box in the
5: first half, uh, you know. The first shot was the 71st minute for France. It, it's just, it's remarkable what they did. But and then they got two goals in 90 seconds. Yeah, but and, and Kylian Mbappe was obviously very instrumental in that. That that volley was, was exquisite, wasn't it? And, and, and I think Daniel's right. There isn't a player out there that can go into times two and times three and times four mode just like that, and just take the game away from, from an opposition. There was nothing refined about any of the big moments for France. They all came from kind of hopeful long passes, putting pressure on central defenders that had been in cruise control mode, really. Otamendi crumbled, he cracked when, when the moment came, hesitated, gives the penalty away. Yeah, it was, uh, it was stunning from Mbappe, but yeah, it wasn't to be for them.
0: Daniel, I know you've got to get down to the press conference. Before you go, is there any last thought you'd like to salute Qatar with uh, here on, totally at the World Cup?
4: I I, I hope that hosting the World Cup is an accelerant of change, which is what they claim it will be. I will never change my view that hosting a World Cup should be a reward for change, not something that provokes it. Um, It has been a fantastically organised tournament and it is a very welcoming country and the people are wonderful and the last of those things is really genuinely important. Um, The other two are givens when a country is trying to make itself a high end tourist destination quite frankly. But um, the football has been brilliant and uh, yeah I'll never forget today from a football perspective because I honestly don't think we'll get a better World Cup final and I honestly don't think that any of the greatest players in the game's history will have or have had a, a better ending. Magnificent. Well, you've been
0: excellent as well, Daniel. Looking forward to hearing you back on the Carabao Cup and similar as soon as
4: possible. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I'm waiting for the press conference to ask Alexis McAllister if he's going to be at the Valley to play chart on in the Carabao Cup on, on Wednesday night. I'll, I'll let you know.
0: Daniel's story. Well, what, a, what an evening this proved to be, but a heartbreaking one for French fans. And amongst their number, of course, Totally Football Show's French colleague, Julien Laurence.
1: Obviously, as you can hear, my voice massively disappointed by the end of this game. To lose a a final is always hard. To lose it on penalties after such a rollercoaster of emotion is even harder. Well done to Argentina. Well done to Leo Messi. It was written somewhere in the stars that this was going to be his World Cup. And in a way, he deserves he deserves a World Cup, not this one maybe, but he deserves one. I mean, in the sense that I didn't want him to win this one, this final today, but he deserves a World Cup for everything that he's done for this game, the greatest player of all time. And for the French and, and Kylian Mbappé, they showed character. It's a shame that they woke up after 70 minutes and not from the start of the game, but Argentina was so strong for an hour. We could hardly cope, we did well to actually stay in the game at 2-0. And then a bit of Mbappé magic, a bit of, you know, a bit of hard shows, the younger players especially. And then we have got this massive chance for Colomboani to win it at the end. Martinez makes the save, he could have, he should have taken it differently maybe. But then again, that's that's life, that's part of football, so they will learn from it, they will become better for it, stronger for it, and they go again at the Euros in Germany. But. If it feels, this one really, really, really hurts.
0: Julian Orans. Love his pain, Julian. Love his pain. Well, there you go. In a second or two, we'll take a slightly more forensic look at how this most extraordinary of matches unfolded. But first, This.
3: This is the Totally Football Show, sponsored by LiveScore Bet, the home of Squads. Squads is a weekly free-to-play game. You reveal five players across the week which make up your squad, and you can earn cash each time they score in the selected games. The cash amount is decided by LiveScore Bet's prize wheel and can range from 10p up to £50 per goal, which you can spend once the final player is revealed. Find out more and play squads for yourself for free at livescorebet.com or by downloading the Livescore Bet app on Android and iPhone. It's over 18s only and full terms and conditions apply. Please bet responsibly and be Looking
4: for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
3: This is the Totally Football Show, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. The Athletic is the only place you can read articles by Daniel Taylor, Amy Lawrence, Phil Hay, James Pearce, Ollie Kaye and
0: the very best football writers around. Well, the World Cup final ended with a penalty shootout, but it began with the best beginning possible, really, for Argentina, starting, Tim, with the team sheet.
6: Yeah, it did. So Di Maria. Uh, well, Scaloni's done this a few, a few times in the tournament. In fact, if you, if you look at what they've done in the knockout stages he's been very very good at surprising the opposition with how he's set his team up less good at reacting during matches I think it's fair to say but um, you know he, he went 3-4-3 three, three against the Dutch in the quarters completely nullified Dumfries and, and, and Blint then in the semis it was two up front wasn't it against Croatia and then um, back to four at the back and then here it's four at the back but it's but it's very much three up front Di Maria all on his own on the left with McAllister not not too far behind him and um, Francis didn't Really know how to deal with that. And that's how the first um, goal came about because De Maria's all, all on his own on the left.
5: The first half was all about Di Maria, wasn't yeah, it? Was, it? Yeah. And yeah. He, he played with chalk on his boots, didn't he? It was very old fashioned in terms of in terms of asking the wide player, you hug the touchline, literally, and we'll play with ten. But you stay there because we're gonna switch the ball to you at the earliest opportunity and you're gonna run at Jules down, you're gonna you're gonna take him to the cleaners. That was the game plan. And that is what unfolded. Yeah, and and they
6: didn't know how to deal with it because if you if you look at that first that first goal, that French are actually set up quite nicely in, in in a couple of banks, quite narrow. Di is is all on his own, but he manages to get Dembele isolated, mm. and of course Dembele's great strength is not defending, and then and then he wins wins the penalty from that.
5: Yeah, and I think it was just about penalty. Um, so so that was that just was about. very very clever, I think, from from Scaloni. It looked like one of the big tactical mistakes to take off. Angel Di Maria didn't it so early 63 minutes
0: yeah well they had a, they, they at that point they, there was only one team in it mm. France
5: hadn't had a kick
0: so Messi converts the penalty the first player to score in the group stage last 16 quarter final semi final and final of the same World Cup which is remarkable because he'd never scored a knockout goal in any previous tournament and what we were wondering well what, what one unemployed man by the name of Ronaldo might be thinking about all of this <laughs> um, they then go 2-0 up and this one's uh, a wonderful move from well, pretty much involving the whole team.
6: We mentioned it earlier, and Adrian mentioned weight of pass, and every single pass was, was perfectly weighted. It was, it was Messi sort of unlocked the door, and then um, uh, Alvarez's Alvarez. Alvarez pass sort of sort of completely opened it up, and then. McAllister plays it to Di Maria, who minutes earlier had produced, I think, the worst shot of the tournament. I think there was a bobble involved, but it went about thirty yards over the bar. But the way he plays it in, in, into the ground, very controlled finish, and then the celebration. I mean, for a while we thought that was going to be the last goal of the tournament, and what a way to celebrate! It was very, you know, wide-eyed, open-mouthed. Uh, arms, arms wide. It was sort of. It had it had a bit of Tardelli or Grosso about it. You know, mm. um, fantastic moment. And you know, he, he doesn't come across as a footballer with a huge ego, does he? Really, it was. Um, and it was all. It was for a, for a long time. It looked like it was going to be his day today.
0: And it it was curious how France seemed unable to respond to the fact that there was clearly a man on his own causing them all the problems.
5: Exactly. I think. I think it caught Didier Deschamps off guard. I don't think he expected Di Maria to, to start on the left wing. Certainly not to almost sacrifice himself in general play to stay out there and stretch the play. But that was that was the ploy. And and maybe because he was on the opposite side of the field, he couldn't seem to get the message across to Kunde or to, or to Dembele in, in regards to how to deal with it. And unfortunately, Dembele paid the price for that, didn't he? He had a very poor first 40 minutes and, and he gets the hook and... And I think Olivier Giroud's substitution at that point as well is more down to the fact that Kylian Mbappe hadn't had a kick. He really had been on the periphery of the game. He just thought, Deschamps, I've got to get him down the middle. I've got to get him as, as the pivot of this side to, to get him into positions where he can he can score goals rather than just make them. So that was, that was a ballsy move from Didier Deschamps. Not the kind of move every the manager would have made. Yeah, double substitution in a World Cup final on 40 minutes. There are... I would say 9 out of 10 managers, maybe 99 out of 100 managers would wait until half-time to make that change, especially in a match of that gravitas. But he saw that it needed to happen and he didn't waver. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that.
0: But even with the change, it was still another 40 minutes before we saw any positivity. Mm.
6: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we did say at half-time that that there is an opening there for the French because of the fragility of Argentina. You know, obviously they Obviously, they'd lost to the Saudi Arabia at the start of the tournament. hadn't been ahead, we saw what happened against um, Netherlands in the quarterfinal,
5: two-two-nil to two-two. Even against Australia, they yeah, were, they they were two, panic up, didn't they? 2 0 up and
6: cruising, and a, a completely needless, you know, nervy ending.
5: Yeah, I, I think we should also mention the midfield of Argentina. In that in that first half, they purred, like they were incredible. Enter Fernandez, Rodrigo De Paul, Alexis, McAllister. These guys absolutely dominated the game. And France was so passive. And that's why we, we were thinking, are they, are they still ill? Are, are they not right? Because they, they were getting nowhere near these Argentine players who for much of this tournament have been workmanlike and aggressive and hostile, but not especially dominant. But here they were. Um, I think what happened in the end was that they tired and that the substitutes, the young legs of Colo Morani of Coman, who dispossessed Messi for, for, for the goal, and Turam, Came on and, and they did inject just just a fresh energy uh, and they basically just put the ball in, or they tested the Argentine defense in a way they hadn't had any sort of exertions previously they they asked some questions and lo and behold they they, they started to panic
0: Otamendi concedes the foul and bappy converts the penalty and ninety seconds later, as you mentioned, Messi loses the ball mm. and
5: away we go yeah and it's it's the right back isn't it Molina that gets caught. Doesn't deal with it. I think there's a knockdown from Mbappe. little, it's a little lob pass back to him, and then and then we see a volley that we'll see for for many many years to come.
3: Avec Mbappé Avec Mbappé. Yeah! Yeah! It was a glorious.
5: Glorious moment for Mbappe and for and for France. It well, was again. You're looking at the, the control of it. I think it was Turam mm. who, who
6: played the pass, which was gorgeous. But he's on he's on the slide, and he's, he's you yeah. uh, know most most players just whack it into the stand. But the control of it was was crazy. Uh, Martinez still hadn't had a save to make as well at this right, point. Right, that was point his, the first shot on target. Uh, yeah, but well, yeah, the penalty and then I'm this, is, the penalty, this was the, in yeah. open plays the first shot. So on he target. conceded two and hadn't made a save. I think the first save he made was in the 94th minute. I think. Um, which was just ju- just shows you the, the, the lack of opportunities but The French created. were
0: putting all sorts of pressure on now and it, at this point it didn't seem that Argentina could stop them taking the lead before the 90s was, was up
6: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really easy to forget the, the, who had the momentum at what points in this game but yeah, I, I, I do remember us saying, you know as it was approaching full time that it looked like France were, were the winners here and Argentina really needed that stoppage and that team talk
5: uh, at the start of extra time Yeah, well they were, they were 10 minutes away from a comfortable 2-0 win in a World Cup final, and they saw those hopes dashed. And I just think it frazzled their minds. Never has a team needed a full-time whistle, I think, more than Argentina. Right. And, and I think that Scaloni also deserves a little bit of credit for for sort of galvanizing or regalvanizing them and making them believe that actually that the destiny isn't that, that France come back and win this. It's just that that's a setback, park it, forget about it, and we go again from here. And, and, and I think in, in extra time, it toed and froed, but I felt Argentina were going to win it in extra time rather than France. One thing
6: that did happen at the end of 90 minutes, I think both of these were in stoppage time, Mbappe and Messi just took it upon themselves to try and drag their team to victory. You had uh, Mbappe's shot just outside the box, which was deflected over, and then at the other end, Messi does his version. It was a, it was a, it was a decent save from Luis. He should have saved it, but still, both of those players were just desperate to drag their team over the line in,
0: in stoppage time. So dramatic. Extra time we get. Argentina taking the lead with Messi reacting to a, a, a deflected ball, and managing to put it across the line, but then there's a, a linesman's flag.
1: It
5: was the the backside of of Rafa Varane, wasn't it, that played on. Martin <laughs> too has. big. It's just too chunky, <laughs> wasn't it? He just, he just, he, yeah, he was just, his posture.
0: So it was Var and Varane. Varane's v- v-
5: posture right. quite possibly cost his team the World Cup. But, I mean, it just sounds ridiculous to say, but, but it was, it was, Good poaching, wasn't it, from, from, from Leo Messi from the rebound? I think, you know, at least Leterra Martinez hit the target. I think he's, he's missed the target. I think he's missed the target with something the we described as wrong. a 50p header in, in the office. And, and his awful tournament continued. But that was a big contribution, hitting the target, forcing the save. And there was Messi. And you just thought, well, that's he's won the World Cup. For Argentina, and that's it. Surely that's it.
6: No, yeah, absolutely. It was carnage at this point. France were completely overcommitted for no reason. It was it was two on two, and then it was three on three as Argentina attacked, and they worked it beautifully. But I'm still glad that that goal wasn't the one that won the World Cup because it, it was really underwhelming. Guy Murray said on commentary, I'll, I'll you know that they've 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 scored for now, and there was sort of you know half celebrations in the crowd, and I think everyone was just expecting an offside flag." So in terms of a moment
5: to win the tournament, I'm glad that it would happen later in the penalty, because it, it was very underwhelming. I, I think throughout the game, amid all this carnage, it was always Argentina that found the little triangles around the box to free up a spare man for a shot. They produced all the best moments of, of pretty football. There was the, that moment involving Messi, I think it was an extra time, I think, where he, he, he bursts into the box, squares a one-touch pass, and then there's a strike on goal, isn't it? And Upa Upamacano, just comes from absolutely nowhere, just flies in front and makes an incredible block. And then from the follow-up, there was a brilliant scissor-like shot that also deflects off yes, him and the, over. Yes, so. yeah. Uh,
0: it's Montiel, I think. Montiel, yeah.
5: Uh,
6: Montiel, with sort yeah. of an air, an air scissor kick, which was going mm. in, by the way, yeah. and would have been the greatest goal ever scored in a World Cup final. <laughs> not,
5: without distance, it I mean, just so much was going on. But, but even though it's is heartbreak for France and they've lost in a shootout, I think over the course of the 120 minutes, absolutely Argentina deserved this. They, they, they were the more aggressive. They were the better organised side. Tactically, they were superior for the most part, and and they created the best moments, the best pieces of football, the most eye-catching pieces of interplay, and and uh, that's them, isn't it? They're not they're not a sensational team, but they are a team that produce big moments when they need them, and and that's why they're world champions.
0: Certainly did on the. The biggest occasion of all, even within extra time, still, there was so much more incident. We had France coming back again with a handball penalty, which Mbappe converts. And then in what I think was the last minute of the 120, you had at one end, Emi Martinez making an unbelievable save with a leg that you referenced earlier. And then his namesake at the other end. Somehow Argentina managed in the dying seconds to create, to fashion a, a whole new chance. And I think Messi puts the cross in for Lautaro Martinez. And Adrian, you called this a 50p header. What is that <laughs> Yeah,
5: mean? well, it's just as if his head is in the shape of a 50p right. and then it comes off at one of those angles. It's it's a phrase that's existed in football, in this country anyway, for as long as I can remember. But yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it was a, what an advert for football. How can it, it's one of those matches that just makes you think, well, how People that don't like football, people that don't watch football, like they're missing out on so much, aren't they? I mean, it, it, you couldn't ask for better entertainment over the course of a couple of hours, could no. you? It no, it was it was
6: astonishing. It was yeah. it was it was twelfth round of a boxing match. Yeah. At this point, you, yeah. you didn't want it. You just didn't want it to finish, <laughs> no. did you? And um, also to point out, Mbappe scored three penalties, and uh, I think they put them all in the same corner
5: tonight, mm. which is really? which is astonishing. Really? Are you? Yeah, that is that is that is impressive. And, and so Jeff Hurst, obviously, we haven't even mentioned it. He's the second player to score a hat trick in a World Cup final, Mbappe. So Jeff Hurst, I think, tweeted, didn't he, straight away? He did. Yeah, yeah he's, he'd had a good run. It, it
0: had everything. It had these two great rivals, Mbappe and Messi, both producing fantastic performances. It had one of the great World Cup goals. It had penalties, shootout drama, and it had the reward of seeing this. Overarching narrative that's been behind so many of these last few weeks, finally crowned with what felt like absolutely the right ending. And you know, apologies if you're a France supporter, it probably didn't feel that way to you. But I think for most people, it seemed like absolutely the way it should have ended.
6: Yeah, yeah but it was a it was a storybook ending, wasn't it really? And it, if 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 you need that to vindicate Messi's legacy, then then that's happened. I, th- I think he'd already done that. Whether he'd, whether Argentina had won today or not, with his performances, or really all the moments really he's produced throughout the tournament, and you know we we talk about him and Mbappe, him and Maradona, and then there's the him and Ronaldo as well in terms of going in completely opposite directions during this tournament, and and yeah, it's it, it's it's just perfection.
5: To, to produce his. Finest World Cup tournament yeah. in his mid-30s. Right. It is just And his finest game unbelievable. in the final. Thought, I thought he purred throughout the game. I thought everything that he did virtually was was fantastic. His passing, his, his decision-making, so many balls that he flicks around the corner and he releases players. I think he knitted together the team quite magnificently throughout the game and throughout the tournament. And I believe that no matter what happened tonight, or, or no matter what happened actually in this tournament, that he he is the greatest player that, that I've seen certainly, but I believe is the greatest of all time. But he certainly cemented it now with with, with this performance in, in in the tournament as a whole. Just amazing. It is true, Roy of the Rover stuff.
0: There we go. Ah, Martin Mazur joins us now from the LaSalle. Martin, what a roller coaster ride you've been on.
2: Yes, and, and then he was in our hands, and then suddenly it was a carbon copy of the game against the Netherlands. And I think this is a team made of warriors, and it reminded me a little bit of the, this uh, Die Hard movie. We finished, uh, yeah, without shoes, with. Uh, with glass stuck in our feet, and um, that that was the way to finish today. I mean, Mbappe won't be there to to, to kick five penalties. Yeah. there's only one Mbappe, so it's gonna be one one penalty and then four more from other players. So in that moment, I felt I, I really felt uh, confident. I, I it was the first time after halftime that I felt so confident. The rest was um, I don't know. I, I really don't know how to explain this game because it. We needed a, a, some minutes to to cope with the the shock, just as it happened with the Netherlands. The same, let's get back. It was amazing,
0: Martin. How will this Argentina team be viewed uh, back home?
2: From the very beginning, the pressure of not losing for 36 games, then losing against Saudi Arabia, the only possible game to lose in a in a World Cup, because it was the first one, and it allowed Argentina again to to start over. And the fans in the streets, uh, not just in Buenos Aires, in every little town in the the main cities, they were celebrating as if it was a world cup one, even if it was the one of 16 or the world finals. So there was something big, big happening. And so many people came here. We have a 100% inflation in Argentina, annual inflation so far, um, Many people came here without a ticket, trying to find a ticket because it was their their dream to be to be close with this uh, team. I think it's beyond beyond the uh, passion for football.
0: Wow, yippee ki yay, Bappy! You know, if it was like in Die Hard, Tim. You did the third, fourth playoff. Do you want to talk about that on Saturday? Yeah. Let's that was it. quite fun Let's do an it? hour on
6: that yeah. it, No it was It was it was quite good um, It really meant a lot To both teams you know It meant a lot to people Back home in Croatia Judging by the scenes Of them celebrating Winning the bronze medals I'm not, I'm not sure we quite grasp Or have that same uh, Love for third place Playoffs in England um but it was yeah you know it was it, it was a good game two it's great goals as well two great goals from Croatia Orsic who we haven't seen much from in this tournament I think he's only come off the bench mostly late in games with a sensual curler and then this the, yeah the set piece routine with with two headers bang bang and Guardiol uh with the opener um And it was good. It was a good game. I mean, you know, two teams have brought a lot to the tournament and it was nice for them
5: to have another match.
0: You'll have appreciated. That wasn't a 50p header, was it, Guardiola?
5: No, definitely not. No, that was quality. Um, Just a quick word on Morocco. I think that they were out on their feet, weren't they? And they still gave Croatia a really tough game in that playoff. A lot of their players injured. Most of them absolutely fatigued. You know, completely fatigued, really, and and they and they still kept going until the very end. I, I think they were a triumph. Morocco in this tournament. Argentina come out the champions, but I think that Morocco uh, sort of was the effective runners-up because, really. of, because of what they achieved the for African champions. football. Well, they, yeah, they were yeah. the
6: story, before I think, before what we've seen today. Um, but yeah, you're you right about the injuries. The, the country has basically run out of centre-backs. <laughs> yeah. um, all injured, all injured. They had to bring on a midfielder to, to finish the game. It was incredible. Yeah. It, it literally yeah. a match too far for them, this yeah. one. But yeah, what a, what, what a tournament, what a story.
0: Yeah. A lovely end-of-term feel to that, that game and very different to the, the earlier meeting between the two in the group stages.
6: Yes, which I, I believe did happen, but I don't remember whatsoever. <laughs> of.
0: Croatia, uh, finishing third, have competed in six World Cups and finished top three in three of them. That's not bad, is that? It's amazing. Yeah,
5: very good.
0: Right, incredible stuff and uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do in the Nations League final next summer in the Netherlands.
2: FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new, Thursdays on FX, stream on Hulu.
3: You're listening to the Totally Football Show with James Richardson, sponsored by Lifescore Bet. You can get the latest football betting odds at lifescorebet.com. It's over 18s teams only, please bet responsibly and be gamblerware.org.
0: Well, listener, uh, many thanks for being with us on Totally the World Cup throughout this uh, remarkable tournament. You've lasted even longer than my vocal cords. Well done, you. We haven't quite finished for this evening. In a second or two, we'll enjoy some of the some of the moments of this tournament, and maybe hear some of Tim and Adrian's as well. But before that, one other thing I wanted to mention, which is you'll no doubt have seen that Sinisa has sadly passed away on Friday. Sinisa had been suffering for the last three years with leukemia and had successfully battled the disease while coaching Bologna to a a pretty improbable mid-table finish in Syria. But then after getting the all clear and having the marrow transplant and all that stuff, uh, he was then hit again. The, the, the illness came back. And this time it, it, it proved too much for him. And, um, and off he goes. And uh, extraordinary man, uh, a complex man. I mean, we did a... And not I want to push the podcast but we did a podcast myself and James Horncastle to just to detail a little bit the remarkable story that he had the, the European champion with Red Star Belgrade back in 91 and Intercontinental Cup winner and I mean we all know about his incredible prowess the greatest free kick taker that was ever uh, uh, that I think we I think probably any of us have, have ever seen but also a man of in, uh, incredible courage in, in these last three years of not just battling the illness, but also managing a football team at, at, at the same time, which I'm sure gave him huge drive and, and uh, an incentive. Uh, really sad news, anyway, that, that he leaves us and um, we'll treasure the memories. Now, speaking of treasuring memories, Tim, anything mm. you want to that you'll be taking away with you from Qatar? <laughs> Twenty twenty
6: two. Well, because the, the the most dramatic news has come after the match with the the news that it is coming home, James. England have, have won the Fair Play Award. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well done, Gareth. <laughs> um, it, it, we'll remember it as a really good tournament. It had a nice mix of, of shocks, the biggest shock of my lifetime with Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, the champions. It becomes even bigger now, now that they've gone and won the whole thing. And a real fairytale finish. And good to see two of the world's best players ever come to the fore throughout the tournament, culminating in that final. Um, I can't believe they're adding 16 more teams to this next time around and lots more, you know, it doesn't really get
0: much better than this tournament
6: purely from a football point of view.
0: But you're right, it was such a good tournament that it does seem to have actually forced FIFA to reconsider their plans, which, when was the last time that happened?
5: Mm, Unfortunately, I don't think they're (coughs) going to reconsider the expansion. No, but the format, hopefully. Yeah, I think four-team groups Work brilliantly as as we saw, but I think they work best when you've got the highest standard of team there, and and I think that was the case here. Even the underdogs were very very competitive, weren't they? And it made it. I think this might have been the best group stage ever in a World Cup final. no doubt about that. We've had the best World Cup final. I think we had a, an unbelievable set of quarterfinals as well. Um, so those are, if you're sort of bookmarking bits of the competition that were special, I, I would say those. Japan, I think, are worth a mention. Obviously, the way that they they beat Germany is a huge shock, effectively dumping them out. And and then they did the same to Spain. And that was some moment, wasn't it? Where the, was the ball over the line? Was it not over the line with that cutback? That was that was incredible drama.
0: A good tournament for VAR then.
5: <laughs> think it was.
6: Yeah, and semi-automated offsides work, work really well. That's one thing we'd want to see mm. in, uh, in the Premier League next year. And a big inflatable uh, Premier League trophy before <laughs> every match, please. Yeah, right. Especially Brentford B. Warmer.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. Alright, well it's been a pleasure uh, enjoying the World Cup with you and everybody else who's been part of the Totally the World Cup experience including the lineup of high-end producers we've had putting the shows together. Steve, Ben, And producer Charlie, of course, is at the helm this evening. And tonight, we'll sign off with some of producer Charlie's treasured memories from the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. From all of us here, over to Gianni.
3: Today, I feel...
0: The longer this team stays in the World Cup the more we can shine a light on what's been going on because what's been going on in Iran is horrific.
5: Imagine the scene where Harry Kane is out on the pitch wearing that armband and he's given a yellow card and he takes it. That would have been a historic moment.
3: We were going around asking Argentinian fans do they know any Saudi players? and none of them could identify a single Saudi player. I
4: expect the USA to play their same system or... A
1: goal the country has been dreaming about for decades!
2: Matthew Lickey cuts back inside, one way to
4: the other! And he scores for Australia! Matthew Leckie!
3: I was so nervous I almost threw up.
2: This is a redeeming moment for the Black Stars. Will Andre, are you make Ghana proud here?
3: I have to be uh, speaking very quietly, as my young daughter is sleeping next to me.
1: We knew the the group was a group
3: of death. We've done a miracle, I think. Marcus Rashford with the free kick.
1: Hopes of staying at this World Cup are now absolutely hanging by a thread.
4: I think Belgium might be vulnerable, maybe Morocco might sneak through. <gasps>
1: lukaku Look at you, oh. oh. Ashraf hacking Yes, side Ashraf. Yes, side Ashraf. Goal. 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 Josef Ansari. Josef Ansari. Josef Dimeke Josef. Horses Petkovic. Goal. We are not teammates, you are friends.
2: Another word, Cup where we're talking about Brazil's mentality. We've done this so many times. Deep and extra time, Gakpov, Goal Manus, Variant. Manus, Valiant and Valiant! Yeah, 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 yeah! Giroud, Giroud, Giroud!
1: Arikay, no Dave! on no Dave! Continue to camp, no bar! Terre para here para Messi! Pelota para Leo! Messi, Alaco! Argentina, champions of the world! Gracias, Argentina, de corazón! Gracias, Messi!
3: You've been listening to The Totally Football Show, part of The Athletic Podcast Network. Discover bonus video content by searching for The Totally Football Show on YouTube and see the very latest subscription offers at theathletic.com totally. The Totally Football Show is an athletic media company production and sponsored by Score Bet. Get the latest football betting odds at livescorebet.com. It's over 18s only. Please bet responsibly and be gambleaware.org.
2: the Athletic.